When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden buzz in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, driver's recommended. <laughs> oh, is he a caveman? Because it's suddenly come that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with the dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> Hey, g'day and welcome. Golf. This is Golf. Andrew Dado is my name. It's great to have you with me. Are you ready for a walk in the park? That's what golf is, according to Ross Perrett. Now, Ross Perrett really is one of Australia's great golf course designers and what a history he has. He'll talk about that in a few moments' time, but he was with Peter Thompson and Michael Wolveridge. He's currently working with Kari Webb. He's worked uh, in and around volcanoes, marine parks, the St Andrews Golfing Precinct. He's the designer for the Dunes, the Capital Golf Club in Melbourne, um, abandoned fish farms. There's rubbish tips, as I say, the marine parks, reclaimed coastal sites. Um, but he's more than that. He's more than a golf course designer. He's an artist. He could have played for the Melbourne Football Club if he was better, maybe a little bit bigger. So really, this is just a wonderful chat with Ross, um, as I say, one of the great golf course designers, a confessed team player, but a designer who most certainly has made his mark individually as well. I've been lucky enough to spend some time with Ross over the years. He's terrific, very, very entertaining. A charmed life, about three and a half years ago, he suffered a stroke, which was obviously devastating for him and his family, but it hasn't stopped him in any way. You might hear it a bit in his voice. I think a bigger problem with the sound is just the vagaries of the internet and recording over Zoom, where you don't really get to get in proper touch with the person you're talking to. And I do know Ross, and uh, he is very funny and very, very clever. So I hope you enjoy this. Ross Perrett, um, golf course design, but most definitely a whole lot more. We started at the usual starting point, which is the beginning. No, I played football really, but um, my father was involved in the building of a golf course at Langather in 1959, designed by Vern Morecambe. And um, he was keeper of the plans, so the plans was always at our place. 
And so as we're budding artists, they should draw the plants. And, you know, I never thought a thing about it. And then I went to Melbourne Uni, did architecture, landscape architecture, and had to do a thesis. So an old mate of mine, Victor Rule from um, Metropolitan, he said, why don't you do a thesis on golf course design? So I did. And that's the stage, you're right, uh, Peter and Michael were the two main players. I eventually uh, asked a lot of trouble, met Michael at Kingston Heath, and that's how it all started back in 86. Uh, that's 81, that was. Okay, so were you a golfer when you were a kid? Yeah, but uh, every, football was my sport. I was a good footballer, average golfer. Um, I got to about 12, as about as good as I got. And, um, you know, I played football, football at university, trained Mel- Melbourne, you know, so pretty happy about the last week, last last result. <laughs> Hang on, so you played for the Melbourne, you trained with the Melbourne Footy Club? Yeah, yeah in 74, 75, that, that era. When they were really good. They weren't bad. They had full, they had Robbie Flower and Stan Ells and Greg Wells and some good yeah. players. How strong were your thoughts about playing for, you know, the Mighty Demons. Well, when I was a kid, uh, growing up and together, and uh, nine years old, I had two ambitions, to be an artist and play football for Melbourne. Okay. Did you, so did you ever train under Skilton? Yeah, I was trained on, in 1974. Ian Courtney and probably know they were keen to get him to Melbourne, and Ian and I trained every Thursday on MCG. It was Bobby Scott. Did you did Skilton? Did you learn anything from Bob Skilton? So, for those of you who don't know who Bob Skilton is, he was one of the AFL greats. Did you learn anything from him in AFL terms that you carried through for the rest of your life? Yeah, he, he, he was. He's finished his career, but he, he was so tough. He used to go in really hard, and he didn't take any rubbish from anyone. And had training, if he was wasn't happy. He, He's called out for someone put his put the jumper on and join training. He's not much bigger than me, and he was scary. He's really he's a courageous player. So you wanted to be an artist, and I know you're still painting now. How instrumental is seeing a golf course from an artistic point of view in in its design? Well, yeah, um, take Peter Thompson. Peter's who's such a good player. He 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 appreciated all things. He's a very clever fellow, but. Playing golf, he was he was going to you know, he wanted to win tournaments, and he we work out, figured it out. The he word you use, he work out the best way to get to get home. And he he didn't take it. Didn't at that stage playing golf, he was he was focused on the centre on the golf course. Me being a not so good, I, I, I see it holistically, you know. So I've always. Um, Seeing golf courses and walk in the park, you know, it was, pretty, it was, it was a serious game to him. You mean literally as a walk in the park? No, it's just beautiful. It's not yeah. a piece of piss walk in the park. It's just beautiful, you know. A golf course like Royal Melbourne, I was down there that, during the week and I, went, I was going for a walk. I couldn't get a game, so I went for a walk and it's just beautiful. Just, just, uh, in, you know, it's 320 acres um, park. Beautiful. So you were maybe part of the Mark Twain school of, uh, you know, it's a good work spoiled. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty smart board, that one. When you got started, I know you started with um, Michael Wolveridge. So he, I went to school with his son. He's one of the funniest human beings I think I've ever met or seen speak. 
Was he hilarious to work with or was he just a deep... At Peter Thompson's funeral, he, which was a very sober event, he, 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 he cracked everyone up with his, with his speech. He said, his master, when, when um, um, Bob Hawkey came Prime Minister, he, um, there was, uh, he, he was asked to be the guest speaker at the Australian Press Club and the previous speaker was um, Carl Whitlam. They went to lower the they went to, went to lower the, the lectern, and he said, "No, no, 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 leave it." So when they introduced him, he he said, "You stand behind the lectern, no one can see him." Hello, hello. <laughs> he just he can imagine. He's a funny bloke. Ross, how did it work? You've got one of the greatest players of all time, a brilliant architect. Then you come in as a young man, pretty much fresh out of university in a consulting role. What was the setup of of <laughs> Thompson Woolridge and then Thompson Woolridge Parrot. Um, well, Michael Woolridge is a man wise, as you know, and he he used to. He, he, I, I already had a business doing architecture and landscape at the stage, and he he really wanted my. He really liked the office, and he, so that I seduced him in my office, I suppose. But he, he, we got so busy that I was an associate originally, then I, then we got so busy we can't go to become a partner. And I became many director in 1990. But we had an office in the city, a great big warehouse, three stories. You know, it, was, it was fantastic. It was probably the biggest um, arc, golf architecture office in the world at that stage. And we did a lot of work in, in all over Asia and, and in Australia, but mainly Asia, in Japan, um, Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, India. fantastic. Like what did Peter do? And what did Michael do and what did you do? I, I mean, no, I, in, I in just our, can't get my head around in a brochure, Thompson we, not saying it's this way, it's my way. No, no, Peter's a not, he's a fantastic team player, Peter Thompson. And another thing I'll say that one of my old friends who's just passed away, his father was the headmaster of the Brunswick Tech where Peter went. And Peter, he reckons, was the best cricketer, the best football to go through the school. Peter was a great um, all-round sportsman, but and, and he, he he liked to. He was very fair, didn't waste his words, but he he, he thought thought and deeply. So they we had the we had the um, in our brush. We said Michael was very focused on on getting a job done and making money and that sort of stuff, and I was a bit of a renaissance man. I do everything. So in our brush, we said um, Peter Thompson provides the wisdom. Michael was the focus and Rossberg provides the energy. So those are the three words that went with us, wisdom, focus and energy. And that's really the way it worked. I was in charge of a team. We had, we had 37 people at one stage and it was a lot of work and a lot of travel to organise. Peter and Michael were, were very good partners. I did get to play a few holes with them at, at um, Myrna Lynx once, and which was just brilliant because he... he um, he said, now listen, what you do is you hit your ball down the left-hand side. and It's a long par three at the back of the course. I can't remember what number it was, but he said, yeah. hit it down the left-hand side. And, and I tried to hit it down the... What was that? The, the original lamp was the 12th hole. Yeah. And Peter himself never, never went for the green. He always went around beside the green. Yeah. So he... I, I mean, because I wasn't good enough to hit it exactly where I wanted to, where he wanted me to, I've hit it straight at the pin 
And he goes, yes, yes, or you could do that. And then when we got, to, and then he is on the left-hand side. When we got to the <laughs> hole, there was one next to the, literally next to the hole, and that was all that was on the green. And he goes, well, that's mine, and you'll find yours. Wait. <laughs> Now, he's a great bloke to play. I remember the first time I played with him, I played with him at the, at the National Golf Club, which I was involved with. And um, I was really nervous now. I was, I was already working for the company, and he, said, he went, he's going to get shot when I can't play. But actually, he played the best. best you know, I, had a, I think I shot 81 or something. It wasn't bad for me. So he, he's just such a good bloke to play. He's very, very, very relax, relaxing to play with. And to design, with you say he's a, he was a great team player, I, I would assume the same with um, with Michael. What, what what was your best course? Do you think? No, oh, there's a fair few. Um, um, we've done over together. We did over eighty new courses. Um, uh, I, my, I got favourites amongst them. Uh, Mount Merapi in Indonesia it was on a volcano. Live world's one of the world's most active volcanoes. That's it's blown up. Two or three times since the course is built, is the three k's from the from the um, the the, um, the the business end of the of the volcano. But that was it's all about the people and the the people and the places you meet. And that job was um, headed by a guy called Doctor Urano. He was a, he was a genius. He he was a, an Indonesian engineer. He was head of world freeways in an office in New York. And, and they built the, the, the guy that built it was Wayne Tunis. He was a, a chap that Michael and Peter trained in Balihandara, which started around six days. So a lot of history there. But yeah, it, it, the job was, was so so well planned and well well organised. And it's no problem, no problems here. This is Tunis just say, there's no problem. But that, that, and we did a lot of jobs. There's all to do with the quality of the people and the place. So what complications when you were doing Merapi, like how did the volcano affect the actual making of the golf course? Well, when, when we first went there, it was just, just magnificent. It was really, it's changed the shape a couple of times since then, but it was really beautiful, um, the volcano. Classic, you know, like a Mount Fuji toilet, sort of perfect, sort of Stephen Mount Fuji. And um, oh, it was all rock. I thought, Jesus, how are we going to put a, a golf course here? But if you dig through the rock, it was all sand. So the what they did, they got they, 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 a couple of excavators. They dug over the whole about 100 acres of of they dug it up up with excavators, sorted the rocks out, and, and we, we we made gravel for the um, for the fungus uh, drainage and everything out of the out of the, out of the rock, and um, it was it was, just, it was beautiful. It drains perfectly. It's a beautiful and rich of volcanic soil for sand. Sounds like something from the sand belt. Yeah, it's very similar in a way, yeah. The course is like a staircase. It goes zigzag, zigzag, and up and down. It's, a, it's really quite nice to play. What was your involvement with Hamilton Island? So that's the first ever golf course to be built in the middle of it. World is in Green Park. Yeah, Marine Park. Yeah, it was a very complicated job. It, half the half the site was um, um, in the state ownership, uh, the other half is in um, federal. And that to, to, to pull off pull off a job that trans across border was really difficult. And it took about ten years in the, in the planning. And there was there was about 
227 environmental reports, and if you stack them on top of each other, it was higher than the desk. So it's about three or four feet of um, reports. There's a lot of work to do that. And, and did, did it need to be that complicated? I mean, was there a common sense aspect where you could have? It could, no, it wasn't, it wasn't much. It wasn't a lot of sense to that one. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a flat bit of land on the whole site. And it was all rocked. Again, it was all rocked. And we, didn't, we, did, we were going to originally bring in the sand from the mainland. And that was going to be too expensive because they realised there's a reef around it. It couldn't only come in by um, barge. And in 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 um, so we, we again we put in high tide we put some uh, to went over the um, uh, crushing plant and we crush crush the big rocks into, into little rocks and into sand and that's what we built the course with and it cost a lot of money. Bob Hartley was a, again a, a great a great person and him and Peter really got on well and. Um, they both in the, you know, they both made well into the 80s. I think, I think Bob got about to 90. He, he's, he, he's, he's such a humble bloke for such a rich guy. Uh, Generally, being an man, he was hands on, fantastic. Do you play the courses once they're made? Like, would you go back and play Hamilton Island and. Yeah, I do. I love it. What I, you've I, done? I love going back to those places. Um, Hamilton, my wife and I are planning a holiday there soon because for that very reason. But um, in, in, you go back to some of the courses in, in Asia, in Indonesia, for example, the, the landscape's so um, vigorous there, you can't believe the, the, the trees they've got. You know, it's fantastic. Hamilton Island, and it's such a hard golf course to play. So do you, I mean, because, you know, like there's wind and it comes from every direction and it's always pretty much windy. So, and the views are better than anywhere in the whole world. But do you play it and go, Jesus, what were we thinking here? Well, yes, <laughs> but um, good. But we have to. Um, if you've, if you've, as, I'm sure I saw there, but we don't encourage people to play off a hand off, off a particular tee. If it's windy, even a good player like you, Andrew, you play off the front tee because it's too hard otherwise. Mm. It's a very hard course, and when the pros go and play these tournaments, and I play the back team, they lose a lot of balls, and it, it gives a, a course a bad name. But it, it, it's the only tees are ladies' tees, men's tees, championship tees. The tees are named after three trees. Uh, the, the front one being the grass tree, and the, you know, the pandanas is another one. So right, so the tees are just tees, and which is interesting because there's an ego aspect to. to Golfers, yep. it's interesting you mentioned there that the, when the pros play a course and um, and it's and they lose a lot of balls and they make it look too hard. How do you feel when a pro smashes a course and make it look really easy as an architect? Oh, I love it because these guys are so no, they're, they're, they're so good. You're like Manoni L shot sixty at um, Royal Melbourne. These these guys are very freakish players, and, in, and it's Adam Scott and these people. Are, they're outstanding players, and you can't design a golf course anymore that it's hard for everyone. Yeah, you know, when Adam played an exhibition match down at um, down at uh, the National, they put little flags in his ball land, and it was unbelievable where we got to. So they they it's a pointless bunkering at a course to the pros because they, they didn't know exactly where to go. They don't, they don't go in the bunkers. 
So Augustus got very few fairway bunkers. Okay, don't even. Who who's the brains behind the mounds for Thompson Wolverich Parrot? I mean, I play at Long Reef on the northern beaches. And you guys came up there and really fixed that place up, and it's mounded. And then you think about Moon Links in Victoria, and it's mounded. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the capital is quite mounded as well. Who's the mound man for you guys? Oh, well, you know, I shouldn't talk about Peter Michael a little bit. But when I joined the firm, they. They used to put, you know, we used to joke, there's a one-truck man, a two-truck man, three-truck man, right? <laughs> but, but I mean, I joined the company, me and Warren, who's still with the company, he's been with us you know, since 87. We started to join the dots together, and we don't we don't accept that we do mounds like that anymore. Yeah. And is it the technical stuff that you love the most? Yeah, I, I, I don't love it, but I'm, I'm good at it. And I... Um, I'd rather rather have a, a, a love rather be working a sandpit, you know, like on the pressure or ticking on. But um, but we did the course in Thailand for, for it's called a Udia, Udia links. It's for the it was for the um, uh, the former deputy prime minister, Mr. Pitak, and he, he was an amazing guy. He still is. He's, he's still alive. He. Um, he said, Ross, um, is what's your lie? Your lie like? I want to bring the guys over and play some good courses. I said, not your lie, Pinnock. You should go to Scotland and see the British Open and give some teaching about golf, the history of golf. Okay, I will, as long as you come. So I went to, to, um, went to uh, two weeks or two or three weeks to um, Scotland with Mr. Pinnock and his mates. He played the 12. 12 courses, all the most of the British Open venues, and he came back to the Links course. So he, and he, he, he's, he was originally going to call this course in Bangkok, he was going to call it Augusta. I said, no, you can't call it Augusta. Be proud, be, be, give it a Thai name. So the, the, he called it Ayodhya. Ayodhya is, a, is a, 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 an old name for Ayutthaya, which is the former capital of. Bangkok, North Bangkok, former capital of Thailand. Since it's only got thirty members, it's a, it's a stunning course now. What do you think about transplanting a, the links idea into a non-links area? Are you a purist? Are you big no. on the history? Yeah, I like the history, of course. But you know, and when we did um, Hope Island, that was the Japanese client. That was in 1988 or something it was, and. He, he wanted a links course, and, and growing a links in the tropics because you can't do a links course traditional links in the tropics. So you, you can't you, you can't do a true links in the in the tropics. But we, we have tried there, and um, a links is more of a more of a name that is rather the tongue, rather the tongue, and, and, and it has some link to the history, history of golf. Do you try and pay homage to certain holes at certain points in the course? No. A lot of, I don't think you can never replicate a hole exactly. There's principles that you can pick up, but it's a real danger to do, um, to try and copy a hole. I wouldn't do it. Or a lot of these new courses, they, 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 you don't know what the strategy is. It's, sort of, it's a minefield of bunkers and it's confusing. A good golf hole, and it has a simple strategy. 
You're going to give, you know, they don't need 50 bunk, they don't need 500 bunks, you need, need, need bunks in the right spot. And, and the, the, we're doing a job at Mindra um, Pillar at the moment. We're not, not, not heavily bunkering it because it, Bunkers, bunkers are very expensive to build and very expensive to maintain. So the trend is to not have bunkers. And Ben Cranshaw is this on the course in America, no bunkers. You're working with Carrie Webb now. Um, that must be, you know, like a, it's your next step really, isn't it? You've, you've worked with one of the older greats and now, and one of a, again, one of Australia's great golfers. Well, I think, that, I think those two are the... <laughs> Without doubt, the two best golfers in Australia for two. But Peter won a lot of, lot of I mean, one, one golf. When he's, when he's in the 50s, there was no golfer in the world making a living from golf, really. But, so Peter used to go you know, to South Africa and, and play switch matches with Bobby Locke, who became a great friend of his. And uh, he was inspired by, um, yeah, oh, name, um, Norman von Neider. Norman said, but you can, you can, you can go, you, you can do it. So what way you mean he did it? And Carrie similarly was very talented. She she was world number one, I think, with twenty, and <coughs> she's won seven majors. Really won nine. She won two British jobs that don't count at the moment. They will eventually sort that out. But yeah, this is pretty amazing. Mm. So yeah, I'm sure me and my partners have won fourteen to eleven majors. Uh, how? How are Carrie's design chops? Oh, she's good. She, she, I, I, I often compare to Peter because she, she's um, uh, very uh, intelligent. I think if you were on the golf, you, you would have been uh, – Peter would have been a scientist and Carrie probably was similar. Um, she, she'd be a lot of sports. She would, would love to play cricket, for example. Um, Peter probably would love cricket as well. But there are a lot of similarities between them and, and the, the – Carry uh, neither of them are shrinking violence, and they, they if they've got a point of view, they, they're not afraid to say it because you know they're not, they're not, not that arrogant, and far from it. But they, if they, they truly believe what they believe, and they, they, they want people to know about it. Okay, so when you're working with you know with Carrie or Peter or or anyone, how with with that great sense of self. How hard is it for you to then put your idea forward and go, no, 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 you guys, you're wrong. It's this. No, 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 no problem. We, we, I'm a team player too. I, I, play, I play a lot of team sport and I, and sometimes you, you know, most someone is more, 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 more than one matter of skin a cat sort of thing. I had an issue with Peter and that, and then, um, not an issue, but we have never, very, we didn't, I don't think I've ever had an argument with him, but I disagreed with where he wanted to put the clubhouse at Moodle Links. He wanted to put David behind the, the 13th hole. And, but that, that would be might have, might have worked for the open course, but certainly didn't work for the two courses. All, all but, you know, a loop of 18 and two loops and nine. Do you have a favourite out of the two? Well, the ledgers are probably the, my, the first. Um, it was a journal, um, and one of the journalists said, oh, he said, here comes this, and da 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 da. And it, it, what, what he was meaning, I'm a bit like um, uh, Bob Harrison, uh, a command from behind the shadow. 
and you know, and so Legends is my first course I did, you know, without the influence from um, Peter and Michael. I seem to recall that the Legends has more people enjoying it than Moona. Moona was really tough. Yeah, the yeah. Legends seems to be more fun. Oh, there probably is. That was what he's on. Um, then Peter was was changed to the to just make a course. Uh, be, you know, fitting of the Australian Open, Open Championship, and I remember one time the 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 boss of the RNA was there. He said, "This course is good enough for the British Open," and that made Peter really chuffed to hear that. That that's what he's aiming for. The Carnoustie is really tough British Open venue. It was it's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like the diversity of golf. You know, the, from from Carnoustie you know, or the Links to the Legends, even in a place like uh, Peterborough. I love that, of course. Peterborough or Tambor Valley. What about the challenge of golf um, versus the challenge of, of life? Do you sort of, um, this might be a romantic idea, but do you, when you think about it, 18 holes and four hours, do you go, right, well, just, there's got to be light, there's got to be shade, we're going to give you hope here and. We're going to smash you over here. Is that how it works? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I, I like to give some people. Uh, Greg Norman used to, used to make his courses uh, very hard. He's now softened up a lot, and most of the modern designers are making courses friendly because people want to have, have some fun. They don't want to practice all the time. They want to go and have fun. So mm. the courses are being much more uh, user friendly now. Wider fairways, if you can afford it, and so forth. You know, I, I fully support that. I also think there needs to be a lot of shorter courses too. I think there needs to be a, a, a lot more variety. Down the potential, potential it should be close. It should be um, a course called um, uh, Sorrento Downs. I used to play there with John when he was a boy, <laughs> and he, he walk around in thongs. You could play. You know, um, 12 holes or 12 hole course it was great fun there's nothing like that on the vision on the picture at the moment should be um, life's throwing you a couple of curveballs Ross you've had you know an interesting run in the last say or how, how long has it been four years since your stroke uh, three and a half years it, it, was, yeah. a, it was a I'm lucky to be here Bertie Andrew so I've <laughs> I'm pretty grateful to you every day. And How has it affected your work life? I have to adjust. I, I still can't draw with my right hand. I can. I, I refuse to try and perfect my left hand for writing because I'm, I'm still aspire to get all work again. But three and a half years down the track is a bit hard. I'm always experimenting. Every day I try something different. You know, don't know whether you know those plastic bands that, 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 that Sophizos use. Yeah, I'm using one of those at the moment and making a big difference. So you just try something different all the time. Um, but um, I, I'm working away. I mean, it's been a bad combination because I was really getting better 18 months ago. Then I was going to hydrotherapy, hydrotherapy at MSAC. Was cheap and it was good and very near, near the office. And but the last 18 months, I haven't been able to do any any therapy whatsoever. So it's been close for 18 months. So uh, I've got to get that all sorted. But um, that's good. You know, I'm 
doing all the, you know, what I can with the work and um, we've got a big job in, 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 in Queensland, about to go to Tinder, so we're okay. I, I understand you knocked off some pretty big names for that Indurupilly job, and then when you started to get well, into the like, well, uh, they did, they did 29 architects apply for the job were invited to the job, and I, I couldn't believe that. And I said at the first interview, I said, I, I, was, I asked them, how many of you did you invite for the job? Speaking to say four or five. Now, well, uh, I think it was 22 put in, in submissions, and it got down to three, got down to uh, Roy Trent Jones, and, um, Gary Player and ourselves. And the guy, and they, then the current eye there, we just... At this stage, we hadn't, didn't have a company. We just had an association, I suppose. And, and he said, um, yeah, what, have, what, what are you going to do if you and Carrie don't and, and have a divorce? I said, we're not married yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we, but after, after that joke, we, 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 we just said, well, what the world don't we? So we formed a business business partnership, which is she's a fantastic partner. How important do you reckon it was to have Carrie on board for Indira Pilly? Like she's a Queensland girl, and I mean, they, for them, it'd be a great sense of pride, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, she's the only member of the club. <laughs> I don't think we would, I don't know how I'll get a job without Carrie. Carrie would have got the job anyway, you know. But at least I gave, gave her the confidence that we could get the job done. So it's been a pretty good, um, a pretty good uh, uh, result. But it just coming coincide with COVID, we haven't, Karen and I haven't seen each other, seen each other face to face since the President's Cup, which is quite a while ago. Because she can't come and I can't go there. So, Ross, you said that you know you 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 haven't given up on writing with your right hand, but as I said earlier, you're definitely painting with your left hand what do you do with your artworks because they're they're, they're genuinely beautiful no no John annoys me a bit and he does things like that I'm, I'm very ambitious about my painting but I, I, none of my paintings at the moment are, are good enough I'm, I'm just practicing but I really aspire to I'm, I'm doing watercolour things at the moment which is pretty hard yeah, mm. so I'm not I'm not very dexterous in the left hand, but I, I I look forward to the day when I do oil paintings again and big oil, big oil paintings. I've got an interest in um, American um, and expressionist painting, and I want to do those you know, big paintings like that. That's my aspiration. So the little but golf course the pictures they're just Mickey Mouse fun things to do. Uh, they don't, don't take very long, take an hour or something. I'm, I, I, I think if I say I need something to, to aspire to and I'm and last car paintings would be it, I think. I think you might be being a bit hard on yourself saying they're Mickey Mouse um, watercolours because <laughs> they're, like, they're really not. Is there anywhere anyone can see them or, or just shut up about the watercolours? No, 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 I do. I'm going to. I often think, you know, I say I don't write with the right hand, but I can type pretty you know, left. I, I, I've i made lists of things I'm going to do painting wise, and I'm sort of ending two lives to do it all. But I love to do some paintings of Royal Melbourne and the sand belt and watercolours. Bob Wade's a great friend of mine. He, he's, 
he's an inspiration. The way he does his work, he's so generous with his with his advice and things. Um, Bob's 90, 90 years old now, and so I'd like to do what he's done. But I also like to do modern painting, abstract painting, um, different different scale to those golf paintings. Okay, and do people look at your modern or abstract paintings and go, "What the hell are you doing? Why can't you just stick to your beautiful golf course?" <laughs> well, I've got a few here at home that that, that are pretty different, but. I haven't haven't had the, haven't done that many yet, but I will, will do. Okay, Ross, what's the lesson from golf? What's what's golf given you that you know you'd like to give to anyone else apart from the you know the the joy of actually walking down a golf course that you've cut out of a mountain or a volcano or a, an island? Well, I think golf's a great game. It's a, um, uh, the camaraderie is playing golf. It's like some people play to school. A lot of people just play just because they like to be, be with their mates, and you know, they play with the same people all the time. So it's, a, it's a bit of pity. In Royal Melbourne, they put their they put your name down, you get who you're given, and then so you meet another friend. Uh, so golf is really, um, especially in older age, it's perfect for old, old people. Um, if they get a bit short distance, that wouldn't matter. No one should worry too worried about the handicap. But at the elite level, golf is a vast difference. So I used to play with we, we, Bob Shearer and some of these um, work in our company. They've been nine years each and they were great guys. And I learned a lot from them as well. And so it's just a sharing of ideas. Um, um, carries, so I said, said the same to Carrie as I said to Bob years ago. She doesn't realise how much knowledge she's got in the brain. You know, she's she she's played probably you know most of the top course in the world. She's excelled at it, and, and it's just been getting it to, uh, get out of the system. But she, she's on the on the on the doing a. A good job in a in an in in industry with very few women do, uh, working. Okay, well, Endurapilly is on its way. You've changed the world with the first Olympic course, um, and I think you've well, I know for a fact that you've given so much pleasure and so much joy with your golf course design and your good humour. You've got lovely kids, and I'm a big fan of John's. I think he's doing a great job. So, Ross, I just want to say thanks for your time, um, your continued good health, and. May your right arm come good quickly and get you back on the course and in the way that you want to be and, and get that, those paintings underway. Thanks very much, Andrew. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, mate, as always. So how good is Ross Perrett? On his way back, most certainly, working with Curry Webb, doing Endurapilly at the moment, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens after that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, give us a rating. Go for those stars. It lets more people know about the show. And uh, I don't know what's happening next week, but I know it's going to be great. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.